I was trying to type out some notes for the show because this is a, you know, we all know this is one of the most organized shows in podcasting history. And so I was trying to, you know, put together a script and an outline and I, I just couldn't, my fingers are just too sticky. You know, I, I'm going to have to cut down on the rosin. Oh, I mean, we know that everybody uses rosin in every walk of life, but you know, there's a limit to how much you, you should use. Uh, We'll get, okay, we're going to get to the rosin in a second. We actually have something more important than rosin to talk about. Pablo Lopez signs a large contract extension. We're talking here on Friday afternoon. Not long from now, uh, Pablo will be at a press conference at Target Field to talk about the deal. Uh, I think this is a, a great sign in so many ways. Uh, first of all, they trade for a good young pitcher. He ends up looking better, even better than they would have hoped. He ends up adding pitches, improving pitches. He ends up pitching like an ace early in the season. He ends up impressing them so much. They signed him to a long-term deal, locking him in as their de facto ace going forward. I just think this is a great sign. Uh, Roy, what was your, your initial reaction when you heard about the deal? Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, it, just lock him, lock him up. I mean, Lavelle's made this point numerous times. It's going to be more expensive in three years. I mean, so yeah. – it's it, it just just lock them up in today's dollars and and um, the thing that jumps out at me is they thought they were getting you know to, to paraphrase Danny Green I mean they, they pretty much thought they were they, they were getting they they knew who they were getting and um, they it is what they thought except he's better and, yeah. uh, the fastball moves more the changeup is as good as advertised it's phenomenal. But he's got this new sweeper breaking ball going on for right-handed hitters to go along with a running fastball that runs into right-handers way more than I think than I expected, and I think they did too. So they they basically what they're saying is uh, we thought he was pretty good. He's pitched three games or four, however many it is, and he's he's even better than we thought. We probably would have given him the money anyway. Now we got to give it to him because he's. The stuff really looks good. Lavelle? Yeah, you know, um, I'm all for this move. Uh, I think it had to happen. This is, and this is the largest contract that the Twins have signed a pitcher to. And I hate to say this, but it was when uh, when uh, I found out about this deal, I immediately went and looked up Jose Barrios. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and mm-hmm. to see how much he's earning from the Blue Jays. And he's getting $131 million over seven years. And uh, if you looked at Barrios uh, the last couple of years, it's not been good in Toronto. It is not. Um, I think he has a 70 RA this year and like a 5 RA last year. So, um, yeah, 521 RA last year. He's got a 623 RA right now. Uh, it has not clicked for him since uh, some early success in Toronto. Um, you see Pablo Lopez is just, you know, he's just once – level above Brios in every every category. He's aggressive. He's knowledgeable. He pitches smart. He uses both sides of the plate. Um, age 27, adding a pitch called the sweeper. Um, I see why the twins have long been fans of Pablo Lopez. And you see the other you see the other characteristics that come into play. His attention to detail, his willingness to get better, uh, his work ethic. You see all that in play here. And he's a guy who if you don't think he's like a true ace in the in the definition of an ace, but I also will argue that the definition has changed in recent years, but he's close to being it, man. So, um, you know, bravo to the Twins for locking up someone who's going to be the face of the rotation for the years to come. 
This is the Chin Music Show. This is our baseball show at TalkNorth.com. Check out TalkNorth.com for all of our shows, all of our archives. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at TalkNorthPod. Thanks to our producer, Brandon Morton. We're coming to you from the Aquarius Home Services Studio. Thanks to First Minnetonka City Bank. Uh, we're your locally owned community bank and all energy solar, all energy solar.com. Uh, check out talknorth.com for the Jeff Diamond show for John Malay, for John Krasinski, for all kinds of hockey stuff for all kinds of outdoor stuff for Dave Lee, Mike Grimm, Joe Anderson. We keep adding to the lineup. Thank you for listening. We do appreciate it. Uh, I think it's also a really good sign long-term gentlemen that Pablo Lopez agreed to this deal. Because it's very easy when you're young and talented and, and you're surrounded by agents and hangers-on or all telling you how great you are, it's really easy to overvalue yourself and think, oh, well, this is piddling compared to what I could make on the open market. This is, to me, this is a sign that this, this guy is pretty grounded. Uh, hey, you're going to make me a great offer. I get to pitch for what I think is going to be a good team in a, a, you know, a group of people I, I have come to like over the last three months. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to go out there and just hope that I get the next great pitching deal. I'm, I'm happy to sign up for this. Well, you know, they tried to sign Barrios uh, in the past. I'm sorry. I yep. keep bringing up Jose Barrios. That's no, okay. And he, he turned him down because his agent was determined. I want Barrios on the open market yep. so he can get top dollar. And Barrios is going to be making $25 million a year and possibly coughing up a five ERA. And <laughs> it just ended up being a, a it's, it is now a, officially a bad deal for the Blue Jays, regardless of what Simeon Woods Richardson or Austin Martin do. Um, uh, because of the investment they had to make in that in that right-hander, uh, versus what the Twins investment they they've made in in, in Lopez. Um, so, and you're right, you're right, Jim. Um, these agents sometimes just say, "Look, get get your six years in, get to the open market, really cash in." Lopez obviously said, "You know what? Seventy-seven million sounds pretty good to me." That sounds like I'm cashing in, and that also is a good reflection on you know the Twins organization, him being comfortable here. Liking the coaching staff, you know, liking how they approach analytics, the whole, the whole, uh, the whole, sh- the whole package here. So, and we've heard rumblings about this from, you know, other pitchers who have, you know, talked to the Twins about signing as a free agent. You know, Zach Wheeler spoke highly of the Twins. He, but it, you know, apparently because of family concerns, he ended up moving to uh, choosing Philadelphia when the Twins offered him a hundred million dollars. You know, so. I think that um, you know this reflects well on the Twins organization as well as Lopez, you know, not chasing the the big big time dollar. Yeah, right. you know, I, I agree with all of that. And I would just add this from a player's standpoint: we talked about his makeup, his personality, his character, all what, what it, it appears to be. And I think that's another uh, example of <clears throat> to your point, Jim, how grounded uh, he is. Look. 77 million bucks it's if you're if you're not just i mean exceptionally incredibly stupid it's (laughs) generationally life-changing i mean you know kids grandkids great grandkids and and if you like what you're doing where you're doing it and someone has just made you your family generationally secure um, I, I, I mean, good on Pablo Lopez for recognizing that that's a, that's a hell of a deal. Let's just, let's bank this money and, and I'll enjoy my work and everybody live happily ever after. And also it, it, I think he also looks around and says, they're putting good fielders behind me. 
I see a lot of hitting talent throughout the organization, even though they're not hit, scoring runs right now. I see talent here. I see a future here. And he must uh, think of think highly of the manager and the pitching coach. I mean, if there were any conflict there, it'd be easy to defer this deal and just talk about it after the season or whatever else. It To me, it just points to so many good things. Also, as you pointed out, Lavelle, Jose Barrios with the Twins, 4.08 ERA. With the Blue Jays, 4.88 ERA. Right now, career-high ERA, other than his brief uh, rookie uh, year yep. when he was just getting uh, getting going with the Twins and had 14 games, uh, 6.23 ERA. And, you know, I know a lot of people, and, and this is where cliches and cliched thinking damages the, the thought process. So many Twins fans thought if they're not going to sign Jose Barrios to a ridiculous amount of money, it means they're cheap. Uh, it, what it really meant was they just didn't think Jose Barrios was that good. Well, that was my position. Do you guys remember? It, yep. it, it, I think – uh, Lavelle and I might have slightly disagreed about this, but uh, but I just didn't see it. I don't. I, I didn't like him uh, for a lot of money. Um, he's afraid to throw his fastball. Doesn't have great command of the fastball when he needs to. Will walk somebody or two somebody's in a key uh, uh, in a key point in the game, and then hang a curveball. And I just had seen it too much. It's like at some point in time, you have to say, okay, you know, this guy is going to get better. And I just never. I never saw that. Not to say that I wouldn't want it, you know, have him pitching on this club, uh, sure. know, the fourth guy or fifth guy, but he wasn't. Right. He, I just never thought of him. He was ever going to be an ace, and I didn't see him making $100 bucks. And, uh, you, you know, the other thing I'll add about the, the Lopez deal is it's just another brick in the wall for Falvey and Levine establishing with, uh, with the league, with both leagues, that they're willing to make this team better all the time. They're they're gonna they are committed to this team being a, a really good team. That's a good sign for being able to acquire or sign players uh, in the future. So I, I I just think there's there's no downside to this deal at all. Yeah, I gotta admit that I was a little wrong. I, Brios is, uh, has not become the pitcher I thought he was going to become. I think part of it, as you said, the command of the fastball. I also don't think he came up with an effective changeup either. Um, but he did make the All Star team. I thought he was heading trending in the right direction. Um, but you know, I don't know what's happened to him since he's gone to Toronto. He he has gone backwards, and uh, that has uh, solidified Roy's opinion of him. So I um, I was off on that one. I'm just surprised that he that, that where he's at as a pitcher right now because I thought he'd be in his prime right now and really being effective. And I gotta remember. Trying to remember uh, when they took Barrios, I, I think they had a chance to take Aaron Nola or something like that instead. Oh, it was a Zach Eflin. I'm trying to remember who it was in that draft that year. And it comes down once again to decisions you make, how they can change the the, the scope of a franchise. Um, but um, he's not the guy I thought it was going to be. So and I I gotta admit that. <laughs> well, I understand why you thought that, and I thought that for a long time too. I kept waiting for him to. I I know why you thought that because the same reason I did. That stuff has got to play. I mean, that, right. he's got he can, throw, he can throw it 94, 95. He's got the great hook. He's going to come up with a chain of right. He, he'll have a change up at some point. It just never happened. And my position was somewhere between the two of you. I liked Brios. I thought there were limits to his upside, but I I worried about them letting him go just because I didn't know how they were going to find more pitching. And what's happened is. They've shown us exactly how they're going to find more pitching. They're going to go trade for people and they're going to try to make them better 
after they trade for them so they get incredible value out of the deals. I mean, it, this the story of this season right now is that the five starters, even with Maeda dealing with injuries in his ankle and everything else, the, the five starting pitchers and the two most important relievers, they got all via trade, and they're all probably better today than they were expected to be. Roy? Yeah, I mean, I, look, I'm going to talk a little bit on the air tonight. Um, I've got the next uh, – I've got the homestand in the booth here, and and um, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit tonight um, in, our, in the open of our show about uh, a corollary to what you're saying. Um, yes, I agree with you, and what they have done – via the trade and via various acquisitions, uh, they certainly have done amazing things with the pitching staff. I mean, just amazing. They went from, as we've you know, been saying, you know, the Bomba squad to now really good pitching and defense. And that's really fun to have not only watch, watch them play it, but to see how, they, how, they, how the front office did it. Um, and so in, in a, they, they, you're absolutely right. They, they did it with pitching in an amazing fashion. But where would they be? Where would the Twins be right now who are sitting in first place in their division? Where would they be without Michael A. Taylor, Christian Vasquez, yep. Donovan Solano, and uh, Kyle Farmer? I mean, where would they be? Those guys, those are my – and, you know, Joey, Joey Gallo was kind of a splash. Uh, you know, Pablo Lopez was the big deal. Um, you know, Joey Gallo was kind of a splash. But, you know, I, I think everybody kind of thought – the way we've all, we all talked about it was, yeah, he's going to strike out 200 times. And, you know, but those other guys, I mean, Gallo has been a big addition already. Those other guys, I don't know where the Twins would be. I, I don't know if they'd be 500 without those guys. They've gotten gigantic hits and, and uh, contributed. I'm just, it's just it's impressive what the front office has done. Well, I mean, in, in nearly a month, the Twins have turned my – theory into the hypothesis uh, about uh, roster building, because I've always advocated that the best way to build depth is to bring in better people and push everybody down. But the Twins basically attacked the bottom 40% of their roster uh, during the offseason and brought in the Solanos and the Michael A. Taylors uh, and, the, and the other folks. And I still think Christian Vasquez was an underrated signing. Um, but they brought in all these all these players, and they've had to play early because of injuries and Polanco not being ready, although he's close, and Kirilov not being ready, although, although he's close. And uh, they have performed well. I mean, Solano looks like a hitter up there. I mean, I, when he gets into the, to the plate, I'm thinking he's going to put a good swing on the ball here, you know, and he's, he sprays the ball around in different fields. Um, I don't, I, don't, I can't remember if I told you. I don't know. I can't remember if I said this, told this story a week ago. But a uh, home opener was sitting in the press box. And, of course, the windows are closed. You guys know it's a library in there when it's closed. And so you can hear everything. So press box is packed. Michael A. Taylor comes up to the plate. And I'm sitting there and I just said, Michael A. Taylor cannot hit. He could not hit a bull in the ass with a snow shovel. And <laughs> two pitches later, he rifles the single to center. And the whole press box starts laughing at me. Okay. So now his next at bat is when he hit the double. And so then when he gets the second, I just said, Michael Taylor's a great hitter. <laughs> Everybody's like laughing at me. And ever since then, you know, he had the two homer game in New York. I think he had another home run uh, in the Boston series. And so, I mean, he's showing, he's showing that he's not that pushover at the plate. So, um, plus he's an excellent defensive player. So, um, yeah, these guys have stepped up when needed, man. And it's been, uh, it's been a booster. And now, you know, we may see Jorge Polanco this weekend. Uh, he's at, 
he's at uh, you know with the Saints right now, and he's close to being activated. And that's going to be a great development for this offense because they 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 could use another quality of bat taker because they uh, you know they're not scoring a lot of runs and they're striking out a lot. And Rocco's trying to figure out ways to, to craft the lineup, and I think Polanco's going to help him. Yeah, you're right about that. They really they really need uh, Polanco, and they need him to be. You know, if if he if he comes back and is the Polanco that we've seen in the past, not the one second half of last last year, then that's a gigantic boost to the lineup. But I'll just punctuate what you're saying, what we're talking about in terms of the uh, of the bottom forty percent. The Twins have not had a big league roster uh, from uh, position players through the bench, uh, and I don't know how long they just haven't. I'm just going to be honest about that and. Now that's a big league roster that they have uh, from the uh, guys that are they're in the lineup down to the last guy on the bench. They're all big league players. That's the first time. This is the best. At, and, you know, give them credit. They have created a big league team front to back. And I just, I, you know, regardless of where they, you know, whether it's enough or not, we'll see. But that's a big league ball club. Let's talk about rosin or resin or whatever the hell you call it uh, oh, i want to let you know first of all we are coming to you from the aquarius home services studio uh we also want to thank one of our newer sponsors first minnetonka city bank we're your locally owned community bank it's spring and that means home improvement projects is this the year for amazing worry-free water whether it's city or well Connecticut provides the world's most efficient water treatment system Connecticut uses zero electricity and provides treated water on demand it's easy on salt and you'll enjoy purified drinking water right from your faucet schedule your free water analysis with aquarius home services your independent authorized Connecticut dealer we're just a click away at ConnecticutMN.com. aquarius earning the right to be recommended. Thanks also to All Energy Solar, allenergysolar.com. If you go to allenergysolar.com slash coach, uh, you can find out how you can save money on your solar install, find out what incentives you could qualify for. And if you go to allenergysolar.com slash webinar, you can find out all kinds of things, including uh, why solar panels are the only home improvement project that pays for itself. Uh, learn more about going solar, go to allenergysolar.com. They will answer all your questions at the website or any other way you want to reach out to them. And once again, thanks to Aquarius Home Services. First Minnetonka City Bank. We're your locally owned community bank. Phone calls are answered by real people instead of a never-ending voicemail system. Dedicated financial representatives who really care about your personal, business, mortgage, and investment objectives. First Minnetonka City Bank is an independent community bank that offers the same wealth of products and services as larger banks, yet provides the highest quality customer service that other banks forget. We take the time to develop one-on-one relationships with our customers. The same banker will work with you year after year, providing the long-term understanding necessary to tailor our services to your changing needs. First Minnetonka City Bank. Stop by or call one of our convenient locations to experience the First Minnetonka difference for yourself. All right, so Herman... Pitch is great against the Twins. They check his glove. I mean, it, I think everybody's listening to this podcast knows what happened. Uh, they basically catch him with a hand that's too sticky. Uh, he comes back on the field for the next inning. They tell him uh, lip reading here, but I think accurately lip reading. I told you to wipe it off. Uh, he They end up letting him pitch anyway. His spin rate goes down after they check him. Then we have Max Scherzer basically going through the same thing, only he actually gets taken out of the game and suspended. I don't like the uh, Midwestern 
oh, we're just flyover country. Everything favors the Yankees. You know, I, I don't like the woe is me aspect of, of Minnesota sports fans. But in this case, I really do think they let the Yankees get away with the win. Roy, you were a twin. You were a Yankee. What do you think of all that? Well, I think both, uh, both instances are BS. Absolute BS. The rule book says you can't put a foreign substance on the ball. You know, having had them. rosin is not a foreign substance. They allow you to have that. There's two rosin bags out there on the mound yep. for everybody. So now to say, well, yeah, you can use it, but but not too much. I mean, we'll see how much you got, and if we think it's too much, we're going to tell you to wipe it off. Or in the case of Scherzer, it's a foreign substance. You got you got too much. You're out of the game. Both situations are absolute crap. I mean, absolute crap. If they don't like it, then don't let them use rosin. If rosin's okay, then you got, you know, whatever rosin you, you have on your fingers, that's what you got. And by the way, that stuff gets sticky when you, uh, when you sweat and all that. And uh, until they find out that they're taking rosin and uh, mixing it with something else to make it even stickier, they've they're allowing rosin, and when you sweat with rosin, it gets stickier, and they're going to get better spin rate, and that's just the way it's going to be. So what do you want? I mean, do you want to allow them to have anything at all? I mean, I, it's – or it's got to be one or the other. I mean, if you want to say, look, we're going to check you periodically, and if we think you have too much – which, by the way, I think is a BS thing also to put on the umpires – but if that's what it's got to be now, well, you know what? Your spin rate goes up if you have more than – you know, within the normal amount, then you got to decide what the normal amount is. And then if I'm a player, I'm going to say, look, you, you monitor this. I want, I want some real metrics. I, I want a measurement device. When I go out there and say, okay, this is normal. And then you can tell me if it's more than normal. I think it, it gets, it, my head explodes on this. It's just, it's just BS, but you sure can't throw a guy out of the game. First time you find out that he's got more rosin eight and a, a substance that's okay, that, they, that by the rules is okay, can't just throw him out. Yeah, I, I, and I, I just think the whole thing is BS. Have I said that I think the whole thing is BS? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll, get we'll the review crust. the tape and we'll let you know. <laughs> uh, uh, the, the level-headed baseball viewer in me, you know, says that it's something fishy that um, they're making a big deal over this and that uh, – two pitchers have the same issue with the combination of sweat and rosin being a problem. And yeah. Um, but the conspiracy theorist in me says that I don't trust the Yankees. I think they try to cheat every chance they get. Um, there are players across the league who believe the Yankees are always trying to cheat. <laughs> Last year, uh, I talked to a pitcher before he went into Yankee stadium and I said, are you going to use pitch com? He's like, I'm not using it yet but I'm going to use it before we get to Yankee Stadium because I don't trust the Yankees. <laughs> so I always think the Yankees are up to some sort of shenanigans. So, but, uh, and we just haven't found proof or evidence to uh, prosecute them on that. I also am a little bit disappointed in umpires. One, they're in a tough spot. Um, yeah, the umpires having to check the hands of a pitcher. It's like a police officer trying to check for wearing a seatbelt. You know, stop crime. They're worried about little stuff like that. That should not be on their plate. <clears throat> but I've also had a belief that uh, umpires get caught up in the atmosphere in Yankee Stadium, and that affects their decision making. And so, even though you saw uh, the Mets, uh, well, actually, the game wasn't in New York. It was uh, no, was it, it was LA. On the road. It was at LA. They were in. 
Um, so. You saw the surcharger got tossed out on the road. Um, you saw her mound was allowed to stay in the game, and that drove Rockwell up the wall, and he got ejected. Um, I guarantee you, if Haman's pitching in, in target field and that goes on, he gets tossed. So, I mean, I've got, I've got, uh, I got various emotions about this whole thing. Uh, I just think it, it just stinks that the umpires have to check uh, for substances in the first place. But once again, we found out if there's no police officer with a radar gun on the road, everybody's going to speed. And if there's no one checking these pictures, they're going to come up with sticky tack or come up with some other things to increase their spin rate and have more effective pitches. So I don't know. I don't know what the happy medium is in this. Yeah. I, I don't have an answer. I, I'm glad that Roy was, uh, I, I think Roy's rant stands for all of us. I think that was uh, very well said, by the way, some, uh, some star tribune news here. Of course, Lavelle and I both work for the star tribune, Lavelle Neal, longtime baseball writer, now columnist. I'm Jim Suhan for the star tribune. Of course, the other voices, Roy Smalley, former twins star, current twins broadcaster. Uh, we are hiring Bobby Nightingale, uh, to cover the Twins for us, along with Phil Miller, uh, coming to us from Cincinnati. Uh, excellent young reporter, hard worker, really looking forward to having him on the staff. Uh, I, I I met Bobby when he was very young. I haven't really talked to him in, in recent years. Lavelle, do you know him better than I do? Well, I've had a chance to talk to Bobby off and on through, uh, through the years, thanks to interleague play, and running into him at like All-Star Games and things like that. And um, he's a really solid baseball writer. Um, he knows how to build relationships. He's a good writer. And, you know, based on his working situation in Cincinnati, he'll be it'll be an easy transition <laughs> to working for us uh, because I think our deadlines are, are are better. We complain about deadlines at the Star Tribune. Our deadlines I, stink, but they're better <laughs> than most. Yeah. When I found out about the deadlines at the Cincinnati paper, I was like, oh, yeah. my goodness. So um, happy for Bobby. Um, I I was hoping he'd come here a few years ago, and this is probably be the only spot. This is probably be the only spot that uh, he'll stay at because uh, you know his mother uh, worked for the, for the Star Tribune back in the Cindy, day as yep. a copy editor, Cindy Younger, and of course we all know his dad Bob, uh, yep. being a national writer. And uh, if you know Bob Nightingale, that means you spent time in the bar somewhere <laughs> and, uh, and had a chance to talk about talk about baseball. So. Um, it's great that Bobby's joining us. I look forward to seeing him in the press box and catching up with him. No doubt. And what a great time to cover baseball in the Twin Cities. Uh, a pitch clock, uh, short games, beautiful stadium, uh, interesting team, accessible team. Uh, it, you know, that, you know what, we can talk about more baseball stuff next week. But, you know, we talk, we've hinted at, we've talked about different components of this. Uh, Roy, you, I, I mentioned your reaction because you've been around and inside so many different teams. But from my perspective, I, I just feel lucky that we have what we have. Uh, baseball kind of at its best, you know, uh, great stadium, fast games, interesting team, good personalities, uh, accessible front office and manager. This is a pretty, this is a good team to be around. Uh, yes to all of the above. You're absolutely right. I, I, I can't add a whole lot uh, to that, 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 list that you just um, enumerated is in my view is exactly right I, I i love the whole the whole aspect of it it's it's great Lavelle? um it's a great time right now because i think this team i predicted 91 wins at the beginning of the year i'm not going to back off on that i think the pitching staff's legitimate i think the target field is one of the top five ballparks in, in baseball and um they've they continue to put put money into it every offseason. You know, they got a larger scoreboard, one of the largest in baseball. They got the disco ball now in right field. 
<laughs> and uh, they got a good team on the field. And you could fans can come out now and sit in the stands, knowing that they won't have to sit there till ten thirty at night, watch a game that's moving at a decent pace, and watch a team that can pitch and play defense and and, and win games. So uh, this is a great this this is shaping up to be a great summer. Uh, before we have to be tormented by the ups and downs of the Minnesota Vikings, we can sit here and enjoy, you know, quality of baseball with the Twins. Isn't it fun to watch a team that can pitch? Yes. I mean, oh, God. Yes. It, it's it, it's amazing what that does for uh, for your personality. If you're a baseball fan and you're watching, you're, and you're you're an avid, you know, fan of a team, and the, and that team can pitch. It, you know, I I think they'll hit. You know, I, I think they get everybody healthy. I think they'll they'll hit enough. Uh, you know, to support the, this pitching staff. But it's just, I, I was thinking about all the things that you guys have listed and, and thinking about, first and foremost, it just, you know, watching a team that can pitch is just, a, it's a delight. No doubt about it. And, you know, because, let's face it, I think we all have uh, psychic scars from watching the bad Twins teams over the years. I, I was a beat writer, Lavelle's a beat writer for teams that, and nothing is, this is not a shot at Rich Robertson. He did, his best, but there were teams where Rich Robertson was the ace of the staff. You know, there were, there were teams that just had no chance. And if, a, and if one of these young, those pitchers got in trouble, you know, it was leading to three, five, seven runs. Now people get on base. You think, Oh, this would be interesting to see how Pablo Lopez gets out of this. It's completely different. It It's a fascinating game. When you think the pitcher has a real chance, we can have a good time just thinking about bad twins starting pitches through the years. I yeah. Mean, my- and- and again, I don't want I don't want to be snide about it. I don't want to rip, rip on the pitcher. It's not the pitcher's fault that he was in that situation. It's the right. old Wayne Hathaway line. It's not your fault. It's the scout who signed you. Well, in this case, it's the fact that the team didn't have people better than that. You know. Uh, but yeah, we watched horrific pitching. We watched AAA pitchers pitch against major league hitters for a lot of years. I still remember Terry Ryan coming to me and said, "Lavelle, would you stop needling Wayne Krivsky about recommending Sean Bergman?" <laughs> <laughs> he was um, awful. <laughs> God, he was bad. Well, Think I also this- remember it. Listen, Terry Ryan turned into a great general manager. Uh, yeah. But, but his first couple of years, he was just feeling his way and he had no budget. And I remember uh, them trading, what was it? Scott Erickson, Kevin Tappany, and Mark Guthrie. They traded at the trading deadline, I believe, in 95. Um, and, you know, I think this is kind of one of those off the record that's become on the record over the years. You know, Tom Kelly's sitting there talking to a few of us privately, and it was me and a couple of his coaches, and he goes, you know, we traded away our best pitchers and we got nothing in return. I mean, it was just a it was a hopeless situation for about eight years there. I remember that TK story. We we just traded Scott Erickson for a guy who can't pitch. I think yep. that was that was a statement about and that was uh, Klingenbeck. Scott and once Klingenbeck. again, I, and yep. once again, I don't want to rip on Scott Klingenbeck. It's not his fault that he was traded for those guys, but but that was not exactly good value. Yeah. Well, I, just I, I'm certainly not going to rip any any baseball player. I, I mean, it's just for performance. I'm just, but I mean, you guys are talking back in the day. I'm talking back in the day, like you know, back to 2018 and <laughs> I mean, in the teens, I mean, it, just as a, as a pitching staff, we just talked about how they've become a big league position player ball club. Uh, they've also become a big league uh, pitching staff front to back for the first time in, oh, I mean, I don't know how long, but it's certainly, it, it, there wasn't anything between 2011 and 2018 either where you said, 
where you were okay if your number one starter got beat a given day because, oh, that we got plenty more guys. I mean, they didn't. And they didn't have a bullpen. And they, you know, I mean, it, it just wasn't, it just, it, it has not been a complete big league uh, team for, you know, in all aspects for some time. And I think this is the closest it's been in some time. Uh, next week, we'll have a discussion about the ins and outs of Emilio Pagan. <laughs> oh man uh yeah As, honestly i think we will save a couple of topics for next week the lineup uh is it you know is it going to get better when is it going to get better i think the answer is yes but it's more complicated than that and also you know i went into the season thinking they had really strong middle relief and already it looks like they may, might not so we will we will talk about that next week after we see how they deal with the yankees uh next week hey this is a good show thank you so much guys i appreciate it Thanks to everyone who listens to TalkNorth.com. Thanks to our producer, Brandon Morton. Once again, coming to you from the Aquarius Home Services studio, thanking Minnetonka, First City, Minnetonka City Bank, and, uh, and All Energy Solar. Thanks for listening to Chin Music, and we'll be back next week.